My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. I am here with Mr. Ben Harris, aka the fear guy. I'm so excited for this episode. We actually just recorded an episode for his podcast, which I'm super excited about as well. So we've been chatting for the past hour and Mm -hmm. yeah, he's a great guy. I can't wait to dive into (laughs) his story. He knows everything about me at this point. So it's time to explore more about him. Um, so Ben, you know, I, I'd love to hear your kind of elevator pitch, what you do, <laughs> how you introduce, yeah. introduce yourself to people and where, you know, how, how did you get to where you are right now in your life? That's cool. Well, first Mimi, thanks for having me. And it's, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, we were just having a conversation and I was asking you questions. I mean, I've been paying you compliments for the past hour, <laughs> but like, yeah, you, you have a good, like uh, radio voice, I guess I would call it. And I, I just like, when you were introducing me, I'm like, oh, this is really good. And same, cause you ended the conversation of my podcast in a meditation. I'm like, oh, like, anyway, good sounding voice about me. So with how I got here, when people ask what I do, it's so funny. Um, what do you, when people ask you, what do you do? What do you say? Do you just, what's like, just your quick thing that you tell people? Honestly, I haven't figured it out yet. Cause I still, I, <laughs> I say like, I do a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know. Where do you want me to start? Um, like I was actually at the border, uh, crossing over to LA, um, and border officer was like, so what do you do for a living? And I was like, uh, mm. I do everything. And he's like, what? I'm like, okay, I just have a meditation app. And he's like, what's it called? I'm like, well, it's called me method. But we're changing it to this name. And he was like, okay, just pass. Cause I was just talking too much. So that, I don't That's know. Funny. I haven't figured it out. So what do you say? That's my question. So, so I say I'm a fear coach. And when people hear that, you know, that's an immediate, like, whoa, like very interesting. So people ask, like, did you go to school for that? You know, did you da da da? And I'm like, no, but my life experiences have led me to it. And also just like what we talked about on my podcast too, is it's who I am. And so it's just knowing and life guiding me and directing me into who I am. So uh, like one example is it's interesting. I actually have this book. So I just moved into a place. So all my stuff has been like in storage for a year. Can you see that? It's called the 50th law. Do you know who Robert Greene is? No. Who is that? Um, he wrote the 48 laws of power. I need to read these books. I love so, a good new book. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting book. You know, Ryan Holiday? Yeah. So Ryan Holiday, that's his mentor. Oh, okay. And so Ryan helped write the 48 laws of power. But anyway, so this is called the 50th law with... 50 cent. So it's about 50 cents life. Um, and it's, I love that we were talking about this because, so that book was actually one of the first reasons why I started, um, exploring fear and doing things I was afraid of. I was about 19. I think I was, yeah, it was for my 19th birthday. My friend gave me this and I used to be a rapper. So that was my first thing is, um, that was my first passion. I knew that I was going to do it. Like, I was like, this is my life's purpose, my life's mission. And I did it like we did some really cool things. And then eventually, you know, just took my foot off the gas because the lifestyle isn't for me. But the back to this point of the book is all about he he realized Robert Greene, the author, realized by observing 50 Cent, his superpowers being fear, his fearlessness. And so in the book, they just talk about literally like chasing things that you're afraid of 
and that just clicked for me right away. I had been doing some of that or like as a, in my childhood, but as soon as I read that, I just switched gears. And so I went downtown. So I'm, I grew up, I'm from Salt Lake city. So we went downtown, um, like on the weekends, middle of winter is freezing. And then we would ask people to rap for them because I was terrified. So that's why I did it. I was like, I am absolutely terrified. I'm not good at rapping. Like I'm this white kid, like, like I don't know what I'm doing. And so we went and just that started this path of just doing things I was afraid of. And I saw the benefit immediately. And so I was like, why isn't anyone else doing this? And so I kept doing it. Like I entered a rap contest in Brooklyn and I hadn't even really performed yet. That like, that, that was like my coming of age basically as a man. And then so many different things from work and school and then about just over a year ago in 2020, very interesting timing with the pandemic and the world shutting down is when I figured it out is that, oh, this is what I should be doing. Because um, I was doing, I was having other business ventures at the time. I had spent you know almost a decade in corporate leadership. And so all of it was just like, oh, like fear is the thing. Like I used to think I was good at helping people with their goals, but between you and what you want is fear. Mm-hmm. And my mom helped me realize that. and. So finally I realized, and I've been learning more and more and more, literally anything, why you're not happy, why you're not fulfilled, why you're not where you want to be yet. It's not because you're dumb. It's not because you're lazy. It's all fear-based. And we talked about beliefs, but the root of the beliefs are fear. And so realizing that with myself and studying myself of kind of like you, right? Is like, I don't, uh, for people listen to the conversation with me and you, so you can get context, but you said something about how you don't know what it is yet, but you know there's something is there. And by studying myself, I'm like, oh, this is the thing. And so, and then by working with people and studying it even more and more, reaching, reading like ancient texts, psychology, neurology, and I'm very open like you. Like I try and disprove myself. And of course, I'm biased, I'm human, but it, everything goes back to fear. And so here I am. Wow. So what's something in your life you've done that you were most fearful about? Like, was there a moment where you decided to do something that you were terrified, like the most scared you've ever been, but you did it. Yeah, it's the same. Like, I'll give you, so one's rapping, um, you know, asking someone, hey, give me a topic so I can rap about it when I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. One of my first performances, I was terrified. I didn't, I hadn't memorized my song yet. I got booed off stage. That sucked. Oh um, my God. <laughs> so, and then even one that came to mind was in the corporate world. There's actually a lot, actually. Um, one in the corporate world where I was a new supervisor and I had to talk to this employee where her personal hygiene had become so poor that it was actually affecting everyone. Like oh, no. their, like the smell, the look, like no one could sit by her. And she was an amazing person, just bad circumstances. And so I had to talk to her about that. <laughs> and then... Um, also, I mean, leaving my nine to five job was a big one, investing thousands of dollars. I mean, I'm sure you know about that. And, but to me, similar to you is my fear is not doing the thing. Like I can't imagine not doing it. And a lot of people think, think fear is the opposite of love, which it is, but it's actually closely tied in. So when you understand the vibration and even the psychology of fear, it's how I like to look at it is like hot and cold. So when you look at like frozen ice, right, is it's still water, 
But when water is now turned into gas and steaming from boiling, it's still water. So like the gaseous state is love, right? It's more free. It's more light. You feel good. The frozen, you're cold, constricted, frozen, but it's still water. So that's the same thing with fear and love. It's like they're one in the same fears, love and disguise. It's like, so when you apply the same express, when you realize it's just frequency or um, universal expression or intelligence, it's the same thing, just expressed in a different way. Um, so why I bring that in is because with me and you, right? Like we can't imagine not doing the thing. So our fear is not doing the thing, but it's also love because we love life so much that we want to live it to its fullest. So they're both like intertwined. So would you say your biggest fear at the moment is not living your life to the fullest? Um, that kind of used to be the thing. Actually, I was journaling this morning. So this is fresh. One thing I've noticed is that a story that goes on with my mind is people aren't going to understand this. And so, but I was like, no, like whatever I say is going to be true. And that's literally going to um, exude from how I speak and how I teach. So it's like, no, like people are understanding this is what I've changed it to. Um, so that does kind of go into that though, as far as my message won't be received. Mm. And then if you go deeper down, that means I'm not wanted. That means I'm not good enough, da, 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 da. but it stems from up there. Wow. That's incredible. And, you know, I want to talk about vulnerability because I think it's a superpower and a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to do these things that scare me because I don't want to be vulnerable. Um, I don't want to say that thing to that person because it's putting me in a vulnerable place. How, how do you kind of navigate that, especially as a guy? You know, a lot of men are closed off and it's really yeah. commendable to meet some that aren't, right? So well, what kind of advice would you say to both men and women uh, when it comes to being vulnerable? So I think, uh, it's what's coming to heart and to mind is that it's extremely logical. So it's, so you can look at it both ways for me is like, it's just the right thing to do. So I am a, you know, I'm, I'm a sensitive person. I grew up with women around me, single mom. So I'm sensitive and have that feminine side to me. Um, but to me, it's even the, even the quote unquote masculine is more quote unquote feminine than we think it is. It's just misconstrued. Um, but even so to me, it's just the right thing that I feel into. And to me, there's no other option. Some, again, what we said about, we can't imagine not doing it. Like being on our deathbed with regret is just absolutely makes me sick. So I just do it. But also if you think about it with logically, like you're going to be happier, your relationship is going to be better, whatever it is. So especially for men, when we're so like, you know, X and O's black and white, it's the logical thing to do. Like strategically speaking, ROI what you want from your investment, you know, whatever you think about it is being vulnerable or true to you, speaking your truth, communicating, tapping into your heart is going to make thing, your life and your love and finances work. Everything is going to be richer. So to me, that goes into the logical point of just it to me. So it goes, and it's still black and white. So it's, it's binary. Like, do I want life to be better or not better? So it's easy for me. Sweet. I want to be better. So therefore I am vulnerable. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's that reward versus, um, you know, not getting it right. It's, it's, you always have to have the reward in mind. It's like when you're about to do something big, just thinking about what you're going to potentially get afterwards is huge. And, um, you know, something that I've always liked to say as well, when it comes to being rejected and being fearful of rejection, when it comes to asking for what you want, 
you know, in life and business and relationships, whatever it is, it's like, would you rather have the feeling of regret or would you rather have, um, you know, the feeling of, of maybe disappointment? Right. And I think yeah. regret's always the worst one. And um, what I always like to think as well, it's like, why not? Right. If you get a no, you're in the same place as you were at the beginning. It's not like you're going to get something worse out of it. You just try. And if it's a no, you're in the same place as you are now. And if it's a yes, it could be drastically, uh, you know, mm-hmm. transformative. Well, you'd experience yeah. You'd experience both, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't do the thing that is called to, not because it's what everyone else wants you to do, but truly that's like authentically you, is if you don't do that thing, you will regret it and have disappointment. At least if you do the thing, there's no more regret. Oh, I almost flipped it up. <laughs> I put one finger down. I sh- that's yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> giving me the finger now, huh? Yeah, giving you the finger. We're on video and he just gave me the finger, everyone. <laughs> so, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, it's so to me again. It's just that mathematical. If you want to, it's it's both to me. It's it's the emotional side of it, of caring about myself and caring about people, and also just the extremely logical point of if I can take one of those away, it's actually more like if I do a, a risk assessment for the you know people who like to think that way. It's like okay, I can at least take one of those risks away. So I'm now going to do the thing. I might be disappointed, but at least I'm not, you know, full fill of regret. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when you go coach people, um, coach people, when you coach people, <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, when you get people to do things that they are scared of, that they are fearful of, what kind of tips do you give them if they just don't know how to navigate through it? Right. It's like, if mm-hmm. someone is out to go ask out the person of their dreams or go on stage, <laughs> yeah. do a TED talk or do something crazy, you know, and they're scared and they're worried that, that will influence their performance being, being yeah. scared. Do you have any tips that are mm. actionable that people that listeners can take on in, in their own day-to-day life when it comes to doing something you're scared of doing and doing it in the best way you possibly can? Yes. I love that. So when you understand fear, so fear from you know, your brain's perspective, biological, it's trying to protect you. So this is like the very basic level of fear. Fear is trying to protect you. So when it's okay, let's say we're asking someone out, we're going to go do, you know, a stage, we're going to go perform on a stage, whatever is your brain is perceiving a threat. So that's why you get that feeling. So, you know, the part of your brain, the amygdala with the cortisol, um, I forgot the other chemical, but anyway, you know, it can be perceived as anxiety, it's stress, it's doubt, it's worry, it's resistance. So all of those things that you think aren't fear are really fear. It's just you put different words to it because your brain is like, okay, so your brain, your subconscious, right? 95% of your life is lived subconsciously. That's proven or more than that. And it's needed. Like there's so much stimulus going on around you, right? Like to the right and left of you, you have windows. Like until I brought that to your attention, you weren't aware probably of the amount of light that was coming in. So your subconscious is doing you a favor by taking care of most of the information that would overwhelm our system. The downside of that, right, is you form those habits and beliefs that don't serve you and they feel like normal. And so what fear is literally doing is even if something is destructive, it's, you know, you don't feel worthy of love. You don't feel like you're confident and smart enough, deserve like whatever enough to step on stage or ask that person out. That's what that feeling is. 
So understanding that this feeling is like, oh, this fear is actually protecting me from the thing I want because it's not normal to me. So it's, it's perceiving because it's always scanning, always, 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 24-7, your subconscious is always scanning your environment for threats to protect you because it's perceiving this thing as, to, as a death threat. Like literally speaking, when people say like, oh my gosh, I feel like I could die or I'm so nervous. That's what that is because you know how fear evolved is to, uh, as a survival mechanism, as a threat to our survival. So fear is like evolutionary to keep the, organa- the organism alive. Mm. But with humans, it's detrimental, right? Because now it's, we have these beliefs of whether it's love, success, our normal is not to have those. So when you do get it, that's why people self-sabotage or abandon themselves is because it doesn't feel normal. And so you get stressed. And so you subconsciously find a way to sabotage yourself. So that doesn't happen. Even physical sickness that can happen with people. Like if you think if you grew up sick or something, that is your normal. And that's how you receive love and love, love and attention. So that is your normal. So being healthy, people actually fear it because it's perceived as a threat in their brain and in their body. So long story short, right? Is like when you know that it's protecting you, you can speak with it. It's coming from a love-based place, right? Is because protection is love, right? It's like I'm trying to keep you alive. I'm trying to keep you in your comfort zone. It's like thank you. I understand you. Thank you for protecting me. However, I would rather expand into this pool. It's actually a very good thing. So instead of being afraid of fear and trying to resist fear, the very first um, entry level um, first step is just feel it. Like don't shoo it away because when you shoo it away, you do the exact opposite of what you want to do. So rejection, right? Or disappointment. We've talked about that. You reject yourself before any, anyone else will. You disappoint yourself before anyone else will. So that's, so when you lean into the fear, you understand that. And it's, so yeah, so fear, if you listen to it and make decisions out of fear, you will do the exact thing that it's trying to prevent you from, which is ironic. So listening to it and showing it love will help you like tease it out and release it. So you can choose the more expansive choice. That's such a cool way of explaining it, mm-hmm. you know, just inviting it in almost and talking to it. That- Literally speak to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very powerful. I'm going to use that, you know, instead of having, getting overwhelmed and trying to block it away and, and freaking out, just talk to it. Yeah. Like literally ask, like, what are you showing me? Yeah. Yeah. You can wow. journal that for you. I know you would like, you would tap into it. Right. But for people, anyone just ask, like, what are you trying to reveal? Or like, what are you showing? What are you trying to protect me from? Wow. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really great. Are there still areas of your life where you feel just like incredibly scared of the outcome and, you know, you don't want to say certain things because you're just fearful or, you know, where are you living the least open? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny that you say that. So with me, there's nothing really major because, you know, I've been practicing it, but there's always layers. And you mentioned when on, again, my podcast, right, is you haven't reached the level of perfection and you're not sure if you ever get there. We'll never get there. Like perfectionism doesn't exist, right? If you believe in perfectionism, which a lot of us do, it's that's why we don't feel good enough. That's one thing that I let go a while ago. It's like you were literally chasing a goal that you can never reach. So you were always feeling 
incapable or undeserving or what, all the things. So um, for me though, it's always, I'm always learning more about fear is like, so fear reveals where you're not free. And so I, I look at fear as medicine. You know, a lot of people are just like, well, how can I like are asking for answers and doing like, you know, ayahuasca retreats, nothing is wrong with that. Like everyone has a different um, path in life, but people often come out of those things more hurt than before. And when really all they're trying to, when really all they need to do is go where the fear is, um, go where you're most resistant because that has all the answers that you're looking for. So for me, um, I've worked with a couple mentors and I, this mentor who helped me step like into the more masculine set of things. He was doing like Reiki and energy work on me and my heart, um, was less open, which is actually surprising to me, but it was revealed in a beautiful woman that I've been dating of. I didn't realize like, oh, I'm actually afraid of one being hurt and one hurting her. Um, but that's interesting. Even as I said that, like I got a little achy in my my heart center. So, you know, that's still real, (laughs) but it's so, but realizing and like opening up to her about that. And one thing she said to me that was beautiful is again, speaking in my language is you're doing the exact thing that you're trying not to do. Right. So if I don't open up, um, then I'm, I'm already deciding I'm already making the choice that I'm not giving it a chance, right? Whether I'm being afraid of being hurt or of hurting someone, they're they're linked, but it's that I am now doing a disservice to myself and I'm showing that I don't trust her to even being capable of being hurt. Does that make sense? So if I'm saying like, oh, I don't want to hurt you, then that's showing, that's revealing that I don't think she is strong enough to handle that. And when she said that, I was like, boom, like that's, so that was like an easy choice for me to start opening up more. Wow. That's yeah. Really, really great. I think a lot of us, when it comes to relationships, you know, we can feel fear and a lot of people listening, you know, a lot of women that listen to this podcast, like I get messages, you know, asking for advice, you know, they've been ghosted by a guy or, you know, a lot of people are are going through a lot of fear because of how society is with dating and relationships yep. right now. What kind of advice would you give to these women listening that are just like, you know, not finding the person for them and they're scared that they never will. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they don't know what to do because the ones that feel right don't end up being right. <laughs> Maybe that's so good. So what you said, right. There's a couple of big things there of the fear of never having it, which I totally understand. And then also being with the right one, that's not right. So I think let's start with the the second one of being with the one that's not right. So what I mentioned earlier, right, about you, uh, like you're attracted to the thing that's really not you because it feels most comfortable and most normal. So it's for whatever reason, and this could not be, it could just be a life thing that you're going through, right? We don't have to dig deep all the time, but most likely, of course, there's always a deeper reason of why it's not right is because see, like in my head, I'm like, I'm seeing so many different points of view of there's nothing wrong with that. So at that level and point in time, that person is right for you. Meaning 
kind of like the money that you have in your life, the job, whatever, is that's revealing the amount of what you believe that you can have. And so I would detach from the point of, oh, this is the right or wrong person uh, and go more into like, oh, what is what am I learning? What did that teach me? And so that is now leveling you up for that next one and hopefully the quote unquote, the one, right? Uh, and focusing on what you can create with that person. And of course, creating with yourself is most important. But yeah, I would detach from like the right or wrong thing because that's just revealing, oh, this is what I was really capable or this is what I believed at this point. And then um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, you know, would you tell these these people to keep looking and, and not give up? And or or do are you more the kind of person that says, "Oh, you'll just attract it once you are who you want to be"? Mm, again, it's both. It's like it's doing the work, but it's also not getting like attached to the point that you need anyone because. As soon as you say that I need someone, you are saying that you need some something or someone outside of you. Um, and you are saying that you are not whole or good enough. So there's a lot of subconscious subliminal things happening. But of course, it's like, of course, I want to be in love and be and have that romantic, like go traveling and like Italy and all those things, you know, like the romantic movies. Like, of course, I want that. There's nothing wrong with thinking that. I need someone too. So it's a fine line of living in the nuance of knowing that you really don't need anyone, but knowing that we are codependent by like our um, humans and ourselves, like we need someone. Like if you think of how we were born, like we are one of the only animals that can't like for a long time, can't look after ourselves. And so it's in our biology to need someone and we are like loving and we need community around us. So there's also nothing wrong with needing someone. So it's a mix of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you don't give off that like needy energy, you know, then other people seem to be attracted to you. It's what I've noticed in my past years. (laughs) Yeah. And even with money, right. Is like money and relationships are really the same. Yeah. It's like you're scarce. You it's fear-based, right? It's like, I view money and relationships the same way where money is literally going to run away with you. It's like, you're a needy boyfriend, right? It's like, you don't want to be around someone who's needy because they're trying to control you. Same thing with money, right? It's like, so if I'm trying to like grab money and hold on to it and I need it, it's going to like run away from me. So same thing with relationships, right? Is so who can, instead of focusing on, I think I saw this on your Instagram, right? So I'll take this from you, right? Like don't focus on necessarily the goal, but focus on who you want to be and like, yes, and who you yes. want to become. So it's not like this, when I get this money or like, this is the money. It's like, Ooh, what, what type of person is going to have that or attract that money? Uh, so it's like getting into that frequency and in that place of being of literally, you know, future self bringing it to your now self of if I had this money, if I had this relationship, how would I operate? How would I feel? What would my reality look like? Who do I need to be to have what I want? Right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly it. And I think that's actually the secret sauce to everything in life, right? Cause mm-hmm. it goes down to your self image and your identity around that. If you think you're the kind of person that is very successful, 
you're going to do what successful people do in their day-to-day lives. Cause that's your image, your self image, your identity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I've created that identity around myself. Oh, I'm really good at making money. I'm a business person. And that actually has allowed me to make more because I'm less mm-hmm. like needy with my money. So I'll spend it in good and ways and invest. Cause I just, I'm not, I know, you know, I just know like with this new app mm-hmm. and new branding and and new version of my meditation app that I'm launching, like I've had a lot of people in my life say, how are you spending so much on this? <laughs> I'm like, cause I know I'm going to make it back tenfold. Like uh. I, I just know, like, you know, and, and so a lot of, you see other people's fears projected onto you if yes. you're doing big things, because I've had a lot of people say like, oh my God, like, spending like over six figures on this, like all this stuff. I'm like, hell yeah, I am because this is what I know I need to do. And I, I just like, but again, saying this also taking it with a grain of salt, because if it's something that you don't hundred percent feel aligned with, and you're taking a big risk, spending a lot of money, you know, because you just have to be really aware of yourself. I think before doing this, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that have spent loads of money on something that don't get it back. And, um, you know, it is a bit of a risk in business, but you have to have that self image of the kind of person that is able to earn that much money and more and and be comfortable putting these investments. in if you know, it's going to pay off and believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you lost any money? No. So, so I love this Mimi. So like, I think that's cool, but like, so for me, I invested. So my first big investment is I leverage debt, right? So I took out a $40,000 loan basically um, to invest into a risky investment. And I made money from it, but uh, six months down the line, I lost my initial investment. So of course, when that happens, right, is like, okay, that's terrible. Like looking at it on the surface, losing 40 grand is like, wow, that sucks, you know? But when it's all about the story you tell yourself and what you believe. Just going back to what you said is like, I know this is going to do the thing, right? Is because you know it. So it just flows and flows and flows. Like money can be remade. It's actually really easy. Like if you don't believe that's because that's your truth, you know, but money is like, it doesn't even mean anything. Like it means what you believe about it. It's like, it really is invisible currency that we have just decided that is worth something. And that's one thing that investing 40 grand taught me is wow, I literally like, that was so easy. And then seeing how the money came in was easy. But then also losing that money is what created this space and the of surrender for me to step into what I do now. Yeah. So if I would have just kept making money easily, passively, I don't know if I'd, I probably wouldn't be here. Like I'd be on a beach, you know what I mean? So it allowed like the idea of, ooh, like everything is kind of stripped away and just like this beautiful place of surrender that spurred the idea to step into like my calling. So if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been here. So it's that same thing of maybe it's not money per se, but it's that something so much more worth it. And now that I see that investment, right. Going back to the chapter in your book of is like the investor's mentality towards the investor's mentality is like, that's the same thing is like, I still got the biggest return. I will, I still tell people they are like, they're, like stomach hurts when I tell him I lost that much. I'm like, no, I'm so grateful I lost it. You learned so much from it. And you also, you know, you wouldn't be telling the story right now. You know, you know, now that it's more about, you know, who you are and you knowing, okay, you know, it's fine. Like you're not, you're not depressed about it. You know, maybe it was hard at the time, but you just, it's, 
it's just money. And I know it's easier said than done. You know, a, a lot of people and including myself, sometimes I feel a bit of anxiety a bit, a lot. Sometimes I feel a lot of anxiety around how much I'm putting into this. You just have to come back to, you know, and putting that into yourself. Right. And, and I think it's different as well. Like, you know, believing in yourself versus like putting money into something that's not in like, that's not yours. I yes. think, you know, you think of things differently. I invest in, in stocks as well, but I've actually like, taken a lot of my money out to invest into my business now, because yes. I think that's going to give me a higher return, but you know, yes. you have to be, you can't just like take huge risks. You need to make calculated risks. A lot of people are now investing in things they don't understand. Like I don't understand cryptos. I'm not investing in <laughs> little things like that. Right. Yeah. So you have to understand it and really just believe in your abilities around it, I think. Yeah. So spot on is like, if, yeah, if I were to, and if I would have taken that money and just gone on a shopping spree, like I, if I would, that's a lot of money for me to spend on clothes, I guess, you know, but like, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing, that doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but for me, like, yeah, logically speaking, <clears throat> that's not helpful or beneficial to, to me. And so it's yeah like so debt isn't necessarily inherently bad like risking crypto like none of this stuff is like bad but that's why people don't do it or because they do it because someone else thinks this is the right thing to do but it's yeah really about no just and this is what you're really good at maybe like of tapping into like what is you and the authentic version of you and then that is the thing that you do and that you step into not because like there's all these other noise like around you, right? It's like, no, like what is for me? And a lot of people aren't going to understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I will say one more thing on the topic too, you know, like you see these really wealthy people that lose everything and then they make it all yeah. back again. And it's, why do you think that is their self-image? I have a friend who has a business and, um, Right now, there is like something going on with the business, so they haven't made money for a couple months because mm. like something is uh, like their advertisers are down, um, and that like my friend's parents like don't really they have that kind of like nine to five mentality, so they were like, uh, oh, like when are you going to go get a normal job again? And my friend was like, no, I'm. What are you talking about? Like I'm not going to go get another like office job because that's not what I want. Like I. I am, I am an entrepreneur just because something's not working out for a couple months. It, I'm not going to just give up, give up and like, you know, throw it away and you know, I'm going to keep mm-hmm. trying. So a lot of people don't have that mentality, but I also don't think everyone on the planet needs to have that mentality, you know, because there are the visionaries and entrepreneurs of the world, but then there are also the people that are really good at assisting those people and be like, you know, not taking the risk and, and feel really good. Like I have so many friends that, you know, don't think they would be good entrepreneurs, you know, like, I don't think everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. No. There are different roles for different people. Yeah. It's like, to me, how I view it is think how cool the world would be if everyone just did what they loved. And that's different. Yeah. Like not everyone's going to be entrepreneurs. Not everyone's going to da da da. But like, if you truly just did what was you like lit you up that you feel so excited about that you feel called to, that's what matters. Totally. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. Totally. I love that you said that because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that feel regret for not wanting to be an entrepreneur or not really feeling aligned with that. When in reality, if you're just doing what you love, you know, if that means that you are helping someone build a company that isn't hundred percent yours and you love that and you're, you feel a lot of stability in that and you're not taking as much risk. Um, you know, that's a lot of people fit that mold really well. Yeah. And just even just like, 
I feel like there's nothing. So this is interesting. I'm interested to see how you respond to this of like the whole female empowerment thing. So, so of course that's not bad, right? It's like we needed, yes, women were controlled and felt controlled by men. There's no debating that. Right. But the pendulum has swung right in that, like, but women are acting again, like there's nothing wrong. It's like, you have your own unique energy and like what, but I'm just speaking in, in generalizations is like, but now because the media, right. Is telling like, well, this is what female empowerment looks like. And you need to do this. It's like, if you're just, if you want to be a mom, that's still really cool too. Like, yeah. or whatever, you just want to be a homemaker or you still want to be something creative and sell like candles. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be like this thing. Um, there's of course nothing wrong. Whatever you do, there's nothing wrong or right about it. I guess what's right is like what you resonate with. So it's like, are you being a business badass mogul woman because that's what society is telling you? Or is that because what you feel called to and that's your purpose, mm -hmm. right? Or it's like, are you being controlled to be a mother because you have a controlling man and family in your life and you have like an arranged marriage and you don't want to do that? Obviously, there's so much nuance in it. So yeah, just going back to the core of like, what is you? Who are you? And what are some things that you've done in your life to figure out who you are? Like, did you ever go through phases where you didn't really know who you were? And did, what kind of work did you do, if so, to get to yeah. the point where you really know who you are? It's interesting, Mimi. Like, a lot of it is making the quote unquote wrong decisions and then figuring out that's not what I want. Yeah. Um, because it's like a lot of people want to make, it's like, man, I got to make the right decision. Well, it's like, you gotta, it's not about really about the decision. It's you make the decision. Of course you want to think about it, you know, but, and feel into it, but it's not necessarily the decision that you make. It's what you do after the decision. It's like, okay, that was the thing, or that wasn't the thing I learned from this. That was 80% there. And now we're 90% there. Um, so most of it for me, like I'm still unlearning, like my business is different. Like how, who I speak to is very specific right now. Like I don't want to pigeon to hold myself into that forever, but like I have a pretty like unique message. <clears throat> and so, but for a long time I was speaking just so broadly. Um, but once I got very specific, you know, there's the saying like niches get riches mm -hmm. is like my business immediately, like, like within the week just exploded. So it's, I'm continually doing this too. Like, oh, that isn't like that marketing isn't for me. <clears throat> that way of doing things. Oh, that isn't for me. But I've done a lot of things that aren't me and they haven't worked. <laughs> so it's, and there's nothing wrong. It's just like learning from that and tapping more into myself. Mm, that's a really insightful point. And I resonate with that too, because mm -hmm. one of my strategies as an entrepreneur has been trying it all. And then to, to get what I want or like to figure out what I, what it is that I want to be, what that I want to do is like trying it all before, you know, not being stagnant in one place, frozen, just trying so many different things until something really sticks. Yeah. And even with that too, right. I was like, I mean, I believe movement is better than no movement, but some people move out of fear, right. Is because they're afraid of being still. So again, it just goes back into like, you're going to learn from whatever you decide anyway, <clears throat> but tapping back into like, yeah, what is, what are you doing it for? Like, what is your tension behind it? Cool. I love that. Wow. Well, what's going, like what's next for mm -hmm. you now, as we approach the end of the episode, 
<laughs> what is kind of on the horizon for you this year? Mm. So many. So I feel into a lot. And, but one thing, um, depending when this releases, one thing I'm excited for is I'll have like a group coaching offering specifically for coaches and creators. <clears throat> and it's all about fear. So it's called Fear Alchemy, a course for coaches and creators, because there's so much fear for why people aren't doing the thing. It's why you're, why you are not in, why you're not making the money, why you're not speaking the way you want to, why you're not filming the thing, why you're still in a business model that you don't want to be in, why you're not rebranding, why you're not pivoting so many different things for coaches and creators. And so for me, I feel called to that because it's for me, I don't feel called to necessarily like get to every single individual. That would be a lot. Like I've done that and it's taught me a lot. But for me, if I can get the people who are making a difference and help them conquer their fear, right? Or release the fear or learn from their fear, embody that fear and love, that's my most, that's where I'm feeling called to. So I'm excited for that because that will be fun. Like I'm super stoked to work with people who are like passionate, whether they're a photographer, a nutritionist, uh, like a, like a whatever coach, you know, it's like, it just, it really goes back to like what we're saying about just being like stepping into that authentic version of you. So whatever the reason why you're not being that and doing that is we're going to get to the root of that and release it. Um, and I have like in-person retreats and I still, you know, mentor people one-on-one -on -one and do one-off sessions, but I mean, who knows? Like, I'm excited. Like the year it's good. It's infinite. Amazing. Yeah. Infinite <laughs> possibilities in every aspect of life. Yeah. It's really cool. So where can everyone find you if they want to listen to your podcast, yes. on Instagram? Yeah. So go listen to the podcast with me and Mimi. It's, Ooh, I like that. Me and Mimi. Um, <laughs> it's at, so it's feeling free is the podcast. And then, uh, Instagram is the fear guy. You'll find me. Cool. And Mimi, like, I'm interested for you. Do you care if I ask like, what is your like most tricky fear? Oh my God. Yeah. I'm an open book. Um, <laughs> my biggest fear, I think I mentioned it in, in our episode that we did before this, my honest biggest fear is not being who I meant to be, you know, that's the, so that's different thing. than what you said on our episode. Oh, regret. My biggest fear is regret. But exactly. But so why I'm saying that up, saying that up is because what you said more is a lot more truth into that. And it has a deeper meaning to it. Okay. Well, I'll go into the whole thing. Then my biggest fear <laughs> is waking up one morning when I'm in my old age and looking back at my life and thinking, what if, like, what if I could have been better, more my best self and, um, yeah, just not being the ultimate me. My biggest fear is just not living my life as the best version of myself. Cause you only live once. Mm -hmm. So like, so thank you for going here. Cause I know this will be helpful for the peeps. And of course for you. So it's like, when you have that feeling of I'm afraid of not being who I want to be, um, what does that mean? Like if you don't become the version of you that you want to be, like, what does that mean? Oh, that means that I've wasted my one shot at life. I'm very in touch with my aliveness with my, <laughs> even with death. Like I know I'm going to live a long life. That's a belief of mine. And with all the technology coming out these days, it'll definitely be past 120. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know that, but I also know that I'm now living during a time where I'm going to be the most 
energized, young, you know, like I can take the most risks. I don't have anyone, you know, really like I don't have kids yet. Like I, I'm living yeah. my ultimate life right now. Why not completely take advantage of that and just be the ultimate me and do as much as I can and feel the happiest. Cause for me being the best me, it's, it's lined with feeling my happiest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not really like this harsh discipline. It's like, I really like feeling my best and, um, you know, just reminding myself of that and feeling that aliveness is what makes me feel great. So yeah, not being my ultimate self is just living an average life, which I am terrified of. I never want that. Do you go more towards something or away from something? Um, That makes sense. Towards. So that's what I sense from you. Yeah. So it's like, so are you running away from an average life or going toward a great life? Going towards a great life. Yeah. So so how does that feel? So is there, was there any point where you were running from an average life? Um, maybe at points at the beginning where I was like looking around myself, I'm like, whoa, okay. If I stay at this university and I stay hanging around these people, I'm going to end up like them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not yeah. what I want. And they were, you know, not to be mean, but like most of them were not that great of people. Like the ones that I was really hanging out with, there, there were definitely exceptions, but you know, the people I was hanging out with, especially university, you know, like, you know, not good influences on me, partying a lot, negative, gossipy, um, that like just didn't want the best for me, um, selfish, like all that stuff. So I was like, why would I? And like, I knew that they would all end up in very average lives, like not all of them, but the ones that I mm. was hanging around with most uh, for the most part. Um, and then I had a realization that year, I had like a big epiphany. Um, that one year I was in university before I dropped out and started my own business was that I'm going to turn, I, I become the five people I'm surrounded with most. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm set for an average life here. I need to change things. Cause I always had that deep feeling like I need to do something else. So this is cool. I mean, thank you for sharing because it's both and like it, it wraps up, you know, like what we've been talking about is because running from something is of course of benefit, right? Like your fear is benefiting you to be like, wow, I do not want to end up like these people, you know, but a lot of people actually still get caught up in that cycle because of that same reason. So it can get tricky and like individual, but what I love is that you are now going towards something and that's what I feel from you. So I don't feel a lot of like fear, like that's like tugging you. I've like, you're going towards something, which is much more helpful. And I think that's an example for people, depending who you are, where you are, is it's yes, running from something, there's a time and place for that. But the most helpful and like long-term beneficial thing for you is to go towards something because it's, yeah, if you, if you try to not be something, you will most likely be that thing. Yeah. You get what you try, like you get what you think about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always been future forward thinking for me. Yeah. That's interesting, which is cool. And like, do you have like any, it's like, it seems pretty easy for you. Is it that easy? Uh, it depends on what you believe. If you think it's easy. It will, uh-huh. <laughs> if you think it's hard, it will be. And I think my biggest tool in my tool shed is, uh, or toolbox is, um, meditating on who I want to be and what my beliefs, you know, what I want my beliefs to be, what kind of life I want to live. I want it effortlessly. I don't want to put the hard treacherous work in, like even with like body and, and, and health. Like I remember back in the day, I used to like be so intense 
like no gluten, no this, no that. Mm-hmm. I was like holding on to energetic weight like crazy. Yes. And now I'm like, I eat whatever I want very intuitively. I don't think about food. I don't obsess over food. I literally, it's just, you know, I like to eat healthy, but I'm just do whatever, you know, and I'm effortlessly in the body that I want to be in. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be hard. You know, we have this belief where like weight loss is hard. Making money is hard, yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like you just need to change your self image at the root and then just start doing and being the kind of person that has these things and you'll just naturally get there. Yeah. That's cool. Like, and so for you, because yeah, we've talked a lot about beliefs, but just because you have that belief. So it is, and it's just interesting. Like for me, like, yeah, I just appreciate this time. Cause it really is me like observing mm-hmm. you and like learning. And this sounds kind of funny, like even like studying you. <laughs> And so, you know, it's like, um, and so that's why, you know, like I go into these questions and even these conversations, like what you're asking and like how you're asking it is super helpful for me. Um, yeah, I just appreciate you like for how you show up. It's very, it is like, you are very like free. Of course, like we all have fear and like are uncovering it more and more and more, but generally speaking, you have a lot of like freedom frequency within you. Thank you so much. You too. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, that was an amazing episode. Everyone that's listening, go check out Ben's podcast, Feeling Free, so you can listen to our episode together as well. And yeah, go check him out on Instagram. And that's it. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you.